This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.05 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are joined today by... Y'all good, <laughs> That sound you just heard was our engineer uh, knocking over something, but it's all good. He is the man still, nonetheless. Uh, motor skills are just getting there this morning. It wasn't uh, me. <laughs> I didn't spill anything today. We are joined by our friend and community partner, Mr. Simon Rodriguez Jr. of the City of Aurora Youth Services. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, live claps, baby. Live claps. Yes. I'm also joined by my co-host, Christine. Good morning. Hunter behind the boards, and Jay Vizzle over there. All right. So we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, first things first, before we get into the news portion, I want to announce the winner of yesterday's kind of ad hoc art contest. So we had a, uh, I took a, a Instagram story mm-hmm. of a piece of artwork, and I asked, what street is this artwork on? The artwork was on LaSalle Street, and okay. the person who got that correct was our Instagram friend, Counter Culture Club. So shout out to Counter Culture Club. I might see you at McCarty Mills, and I'll buy you a beer for that big dog. Nice. Um, now, the next contest that we do like that, there will be a prize that we will give to the winner of that. But we'll announce that when the time is right. All right. So very important, super important. Remember, Emergency Rental Assistance Program through the state of Illinois, that date has been extended to tomorrow, the 28th. Uh, The program is via the governor's office and the IHDA, which is the Illinois Housing Development Authority. Apply at ema.ihda.org. Thank you, Hunter. Senior Mill Distribution, don't forget, August 31st at the Aurora Police Department, 1200 East Indian Trail, and that's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now, that's going to be a socially distanced event, so please remember to wear your mask you have to bring at least one piece of identification and this is for Kane County residents who are 60 years of age and older five free meals that's brought to us by our friends uh, the representative of the 83rd district Barbara Hernandez and representative of the 84th district Stephanie Kiffewood USMC veteran holla <laughs> Alley Art Festival celebrating 10 years of art music and spectacle all around downtown Aurora, Saturday the 29th, from noon to 5 p.m. There will be artists at multiple venues, musicians, and a puppet theater. Shout out to Marissa and Aurora Downtown for putting this together. Uh, it's going to be a good thing. Come on out and have some fun. Compendium, compendium, compendium. Yes, a week-long shopping experience showcasing makers, shops, and creators from across Geneva, Batavia, and Aurora. Uh, Wickwood House, Branch Gardens, Cottonseed. Here in Aurora, there's still that contest going on. If you purchase something, take a photo and hashtag campaign, you can win 150 bucks. Compendium um, runs to the 30th of this month. 
And last but not least, we have Carts for a Cause. September is Hunger Action Month. Paint a shopping cart to help out. Uh, excuse me, help put a spotlight on hunger. The carts will be placed at various businesses in downtown Aurora. Now, shout out to Chad at Treadwell and shout out to his staff because they've been doing a lot feeding hunger. Mm-hmm. And shout out to a group called the Ally Legion. Uh, they have been posted up at Treadwell giving away food uh, on Sundays. So if you want to get a free cup of coffee or a beverage, bring items to donate. And they go to the Ally Legion, who post up and then give the food away. Um, so that's a very good thing. And there's um, also, I want to take a brief moment to recognize uh, and give another shout out to John at All Spoked Up. Yesterday, he said something that I took with me, and I want to share it with you guys again because it's something to think about today. Focus on what you have and not what you don't have. So that was a really positive message. I took it with me yesterday, and it made me just, like, be extra thankful for the things that I do have and not even worried about what I don't have. So all of us are contributing. We're doing our thing. Um, Now, and we also have a – the bike ride. What was that? The bike ride, Tour Tour of the Fox River. There's a group that's going to do a socially distanced bike ride. It's going to be on Saturday. Yes. You can find it on Facebook. Um, So Saturday – this Saturday? This Saturday? This Saturday. Um, socially distanced bike ride. So masks, ride six feet apart. You look, like a bunch of, you look like a bunch of geese traveling south or something Correct. like that. Just honking <laughs> your way down the fox. That's how it is. Um, so shout out to that group and team. And is there a time that starts? I will get that. Okay. We'll get that information. We'll post it to you guys out there. All right. Now, without further delay, Simon Rodriguez. On the red couch yes. here, holla! It's a very comfy couch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Try to make our guests feel good. Yeah. Uh, first things first. That shirt, really yes. feeling that. We will overcome. Yes, absolutely. I think it's extremely relevant with what's going on in our world in our country. Um, I do have to give a shout out first and foremost to my my guy Darius Williams. I hope he's listening in. If not, uh, I'll let him know that I uh, give him a shout out. Uh, right. He has his own clothing line where. Uh, my brother, man. We go to the same church, and he's just doing some great things in our community to to voice what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think we, we can all be allies, but we can do more. So, I agree. Totally. Yep. All right. So let's get into it. All Part right. one. <laughs> Welcome, <Excited>. Simon. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are, where you're from. Okay. So you made a great introduction, so I can't really beat that. But yeah, my name is Simon or Simone. People always ask me. Like, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I was young, it was always Simon because my dad is Simon, right? And that's the Spanish way to pronounce right. my name. Um, I think as, as I get older, I'm really liking that Spanish um, uh, version of it as okay. well. So I like both. Uh, I'm born and raised in Aurora. Uh, I was born at Mercy on the west side. Uh, you know, I wish it was the east side, but, you know, <laughs> not hating on anybody. Let's get um, a do-over of that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but... Raised on the east side my whole life, I went to, uh, when it existed, Archbishop Romero Catholic School, mm-hmm. uh, St. Nicholas Church, uh, had a school, and I was there from kinder through eighth grade, and then I went to East Aurora High School. So that was kind of an interesting transition from a very, very small private Catholic school to a huge public high school. Right. Uh, but I'm very proud of that journey. Um, and then, um, you know, enlisted in the military, uh, in the uh, Army National Guard. And as well as going to Wabanzi and Illinois State University to get my uh, degree in social sciences education. So then I became right. a history teacher, bilingual social studies teacher, uh, some of the best 
four and a half years of my life at East Aurora High School. So to go back to my alma mater and to teach, such a blessing. And, you know, uh, fast forward till today, uh, youth services manager with the city of Aurora, and I'm sure we can go more in depth into what we do mm -hmm. uh, and kind of what I envision for youth services uh, moving forward in our city. Wonderful. Yeah. And where are your parents from? So my parents are both from Mexico. Uh, they were both actually born in the same city of Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua, which is right across the border from uh, El Paso, Texas. The funny thing is they didn't know each other till they both came to Aurora. Really? Which is interesting. If you get to know uh, a lot of the families that have been here in Aurora, a lot of them are from the similar parts of Mexico. Um, so, and it's interesting, interesting how that dynamic has changed. Is Chihuahua a state? Um, Chihuahua is a state. It's, okay. it's uh, one of the northern states. It's on the border mostly of, of Texas and I think parts of New Mexico. Um, so yeah, my, my parents, uh, met each other here, which is really interesting. Right. And, um, and then they had three awesome children. The middle child, I think is the the better one, right? Can we say that? <laughs> you can. Uh, we, we, you can we say always get a lot of crap because my brother, <laughs> my brother is the the oldest, and he's like the wise. He can never do anything wrong, right? right. And my sister's the baby. She, she's the only girl. And in our culture, especially Latino culture, I mean, the the girl is protected, sometimes overly protected. Right. Um, I understand. And that. Um, and and I can't continue talking about my life if I do not bring up my beautiful and amazing wife, Taizy. Um, every time I introduce her, everyone's like, wait. How, how do you pronounce it? Taizy. So she's Brazilian. Um, she came here about five years ago, and we met and fell in love, and we're happily, extremely happily married. Congratulations. And so we saw y'all at, uh, at Mora. Yes. Out there. Okay. Yes, yes. Looking good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, great place. And uh, and then our little guy, Teddy, who is a 18-month uh, Siberian Husky, which he's our boy right now. Nice. We love him. So. Nice. so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Because I was wondering, when you said... And our and our boy Teddy, you said eighteen month. I was with Baden. You said Siberian. I was like, "What did y'all adopt?" Him? <laughs> <laughs> we we did because he pet yes, parents. We, pet we parents. adopted him from his uh, yeah. But we're pet parents. Cool. But he's our boy. That's yeah. great. Growing up, what impact did your mom have on your life? My mom. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, man, that is. Uh, I can't say enough of. My mom, the extremely strong woman that she is. My mom is probably, her and my aunt, my tia Lulu, are probably the two most selfless people you'll ever meet. And I know that people say that a lot, but I, I can't tell you how much my mom has sacrificed. And her thought process is, what can I do for others, especially my children, before myself? Mm -hmm. And it is such a beautiful thing. Uh, but a mother's love, there is, it's incomparable to anything else. It really is. Um, and, and so my mom impacted my thought process. Um, a lot of how I want to treat other women, um, you know, and, and that was a battle and a struggle. But I always constantly went back. Someone once said the way you treat uh, your girlfriend, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, your relationship with your mom, the way you treat your mom is a lot of times the way you're going to treat your future, you know, fiance, wife spouse partner etc and i always remember that and i always try to make sure that i respected and love my mom unconditionally the way she has and i think i think none of us can ever repay the 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 love and the, the 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 just the caring that our parents have given us and and so and 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 my mom and also just i was raised by extremely strong amazing women um and 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 that's why i you know i do carry the label of feminist um and obviously that that can people 
define it differently. But for me, it is recognizing that women can and do run the world. I'm taking that from Beyonce, right? But, <laughs> but they really do. And it's, it's amazing because not only are they heads of households, but they are heads of everything that they do. Women are amazing. All the single moms that, 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 that I know um, are just killing it out there. I mean, they are just doing stuff that I, I can say I'm probably not strong enough to do so. Yeah. So shout out to all the strong women in our lives because, man, I would not be here where I am without my wife, my mom, and all the strong women in my life. They make it happen. They do. Absolutely. Very cool. Um, so you're an Aurora, uh, born and raised Aurora resident. Uh, pretty much the only time that you left Aurora was being in the National Guard. Yes, in the okay. military when I uh, did basic training and then different types of trainings, obviously, and also when I was um, uh, at Illinois State University. Okay, right. Shout out right. to the Redbirds. Hey, shout out. <laughs> um, what's what's one of the uh, biggest changes that you've seen in Aurora mm -hmm. from you know growing up to now? Wow, uh, a lot. I grew up. In the 90s, I was born in 86, but I'm technically a 90s baby. I love right. the, I love 80s culture so much. Um, so what I saw in a lot of people, hopefully that have lived in Aurora during these times, was I was completely surrounded by gang culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, our house was literally the corner of the rivalry between you know Latin kings and the deuces. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was like, in a sense, a war zone. I hate to use that word, but, I mean, constant shootings. And, you know, uh, if young listeners probably never lived to see gangs on the corner in their right. colors, repping, throwing gang signs. Like, that. you don't see that anymore. Right. But that was very common where I grew up. Um, and, and so to fast forward to, you know, today or even 10 years ago, I mean, it's a huge difference. Night and day. Where absolutely. Said, yeah, yeah. We have a long way to go. And, and these times are showing that we still have a long way to go when it comes to, um, to justice, social justice. Uh, but I think we have, and in a sense, with, with you know, our leaders, but also our community, has stepped it up and said, we want safe neighborhoods. So um, I don't go to sleep at night thinking that, you know, there's going to be a shooting every night. And, I mean, there's still an issue. Right. You know, it, it's, it hasn't gone away. But those that grew up in the 90s know. That means a lot to me to hear you say that. I recently went from an apartment to a house. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in a neighborhood. The flavor is different now. Right. You know what I mean? And now I were now like I have to worry about cars going too fast down the street and the kids are playing. Right. Now I have to worry about who are these characters on this street too. Yeah. Um, all those things are coming now, but I have to say, reading newspaper headlines, talking to people like you who mm -hmm. are familiar with how crime ridden the streets were back then, yeah. it is completely night and day. It, it was on we, a whole I, nother level. A but, whole nother, yeah, there's graffiti where I, I live, but yeah. it, I mean, I, jeez, you know, like, yeah, it's. But I will say that, you know, and I have, we have to uh, acknowledge that there are still some neighborhoods. Sure. And unfortunately, we have to talk about the 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 connection between crime and and uh, and, and and areas of low income. And it's excellent. A lot of times that Ooh. that crime is coming to them, to the neighborhoods, to our kids, to our families, who are actively, you know, a lot of community people are out there, like, walking the streets. You know, I remember we used to have neighborhood watch groups, and that's something that I we, that. I think, need to start yeah. thinking about. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Because that is, is, that makes our residents know that, hey, our neighbors are walking the streets and, 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 and keeping an eye out. And I think sometimes people feel more safe than if they see, you know, um, 
police or 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 the national guard or something now that sometimes en- enacts more uh uh fear moms and dads on the street make a bigger impact oh my goodness, than yes. troops and helmets and bayonets Absolutely. uh we got so much to talk about in this interview so we i i gotta like we gotta make sure that we hit all the points <laughs> yeah. um how do you feel at this uh well let me start that over how equitable and fair is aurora in your opinion at this moment you know it's that's a great question if you look at it from a general sense i think we always have work to do and that's a general sure response right but we got to start looking at the specifics how fair are we in when it comes to housing that's an area that we need to start looking at is housing affordable right um you know are there neighborhoods that unfortunately people have put a lot of work into their homes yet the values haven't gone up or significantly up you know um so housing could be one area that we can literally just talk all day about education and this is not just an issue in aurora it is a universal at least in the nation right where Education, and we have to have this conversation, education, the system, is still segregated. We thought segregation ended in the 60s, but we still have school districts that are predominantly uh, people of color, uh, predominantly uh, Latino or or African-American, whose schools are not as well-funded as other schools that might have different demographics. Right. And, and 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 let's have that conversation about uh, you know the 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 funding of Naperville schools compared to you know Aurora schools. I know we always do that comparison, but you know there are neighbors. No, it's a, it's a that is a where else would we right. how else would we measure? Yes, exactly. That's a perfect and exactly. comparison. And it's 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 one of those things where when we once we start having the conversation, once we start to see okay, what are the the significant issues facing. Um, you know, the lack of funding for our schools. And it's always, you know, there's, it's, it's a local issue, but it's also a federal issue. And we know sure. right now, without getting too in-depth, the federal level people running education is a complete joke. And this is coming from an educator it's of only five too. years. I think I have more yeah. experience as a five-year teacher. Um, but, you know, education, uh, housing, um, you know, when we start to think about, um, you know, downtown Aurora has always been a focus. And it has changed in many ways better i mean you know uh you know we're bringing in more business but you know we always have to start to to stop and say what we're bringing in is this aurora is this us is this the community sure you know what i mean and and it's you know the word gentrification gets thrown around a lot but we really need to look at that because i think everyone wants us to be successful Business-wise, people coming down. I mean, I, Paramount, I'm so upset. I really, we're really excited about the season for the Paramount. You know, all of these great things that we have, um, and in addition to bringing in and making sure we're highlighting and, and, and spot, putting spotlight on the business that have been here for years, generations of family bl- uh, businesses. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, the uh, you know one example that comes to mind is uh, is the Rulin family. You know, <coughs> been here for so long. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, Midwest Trophies, which John O's Trophy, that family's been f- around for a while. Mm-hmm. Decalitlan, which is right down the street here, amazing food. Um, their family. <gasps> we had right? lunch there. That's we did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's like some so, so many institutions that we have in Aurora, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I love that we have that. Plus, we have, uh, you know, new skin in the game, so to speak. Yes. It's really cool. A lot of variety. Absolutely. In the yeah. city for, for food and people. Different, different folks mm-hmm. for different folks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Tell us uh, about your. Oh, go, go tell No, yeah. Us. So that's just we can touch <laughs> this on is great. all of these things yeah. that, that need um, 
us to talk about. The wonderful thing is I think we have the capacity and we have the people. That's the most important thing. Right. People. We have the people that acknowledge that there are uh, that we're not there yet. And will we ever be there yet, right? But as long as we have people that recognize and want to combat it, you know, uh, all these issues of inequality, then I think we'll, we'll at least go in, in the right direction. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. So, tell us about your role with the city of Aurora and what you're doing. Sure. So um, Youth Services Manager. So Youth Services has been around for a while. I mean, it's I think that the names have changed, mm-hmm. but um, I am happy to say that I am following the footsteps of my mentor, one of my mentors, and my former boss, uh, Fred Rogers. I mean, we have Magnet Academy named after him, amazing human being. Um, I worked under Fred Rogers when I was uh, in high school. Youth services used to employ high school students during the summertime and some some of them during the school year um, when we were housed at the current Magnet Academy um, here on the east side. Root Street. And, and Root Street, yes, which that's my old neighborhood. Oh, you shit. You know, college and union. Oh, snap. Um, so I was, like, right by there. And, and so it's really cool to come f- full circle. I remember on my first day uh, in this position um, – Fred Rogers uh, messaged someone, said, have Simon give me a call. I was so excited to talk to him, and just uh, he just gave me some amazing words of wisdom. And the thing that I'll never forget, and this was day one when I started, um, almost two years ago, actually, on the 27th of August. Was today's the 27th? It, it is. is a 27. Oh my goodness. Today's ah. my two year anniversary. <laughs> it's your anniversary. anniversary. That is not anniversary. Um, yeah, I started on the 27th of August in 2018. He told me, whatever you do in this job, make sure you're doing it for the kids. August 27th, and, and And that always, every decision that we make, everything that we plan when we're talking about our budget, when we're talking about programming, make sure at the end of the day we're doing it for our kids. Um, and, and, and that's the philosophy that I take in this job. Um, and and we, we, I mean, we do a lot, and we can do more, and we want to mm-hmm. do more. Uh, but, you know, uh, we uh, host sports festival and different athletics at the middle school level uh, with all the schools in Aurora. Um, we have our uh, youth and family resource fairs twice a year where we bring a, over 40 of our community partners and highlight what they're doing for youth services. And it's a free event. It's great. Unfortunately, this year we had to cancel the one in, in, in uh, April, and then we right. – um, we'll make an official announcement, but we ha- we're gonna we're not gonna have the one in September coming up. But we're gonna have a virtual option, which is gonna be fun. Um, and we have our we provide summer camps again. This summer we we became creative and worked with uh, we work with communities and schools, amazing organization. CIS, great CIS, yes. I used to work with them, uh, you know, in high school as well and in college. So it's okay. cool to you know come back. And um, we provided over five thousand. Um, activity kits to go home and they were real successful and we partnered with aurora public library with uh, aurora public art with jen evans and with Cytec, shout out with all of these awesome organizations so mm. again collaboration is key when we want to serve our youth um and then we have a slew of different activities after school activities um and again when i said that we we need to do more uh, and I just want, we need to do more. And we have a survey up, and it's only till Monday. I've been promoting it, so if it's cool, mm-hmm. if I just have a few seconds Absolutely. to plug it in. Um, if, if you go to our uh, Facebook page, Youth Services, uh, City of Aurora Youth Services, there's a link to go to uh, a survey. It's a quick two-minute survey um, at that. Um, and we just have questions, and it's oh, there's a survey for adults in English, adults in Spanish, and then for our youth. Mm-hmm. And I, all we want to know is what do we need to do? 
uh, what do we need in our community? Uh, what are the needs and concerns? And, and that is how we move forward and, and really supply, um, you know, our, our communities with what their needs are. Say that link again. The, the um, so we have our Facebook page is City of Aurora Youth Services. Mm-hmm. And you can also go to um, City of Aurora is aurora-il.org. Right. And under City Services, you just go to Youth and Senior Services. And then we have the link to the surveys right there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, we just really want to get as, as much input from our community a- as possible and want to work with our community to see what they what they need. And, and that's my ultimate goal is always to listen and provide. Yeah, listening is so important Absolutely. because you don't know some of the problems that are out there and how you can solve them if no one's bringing them to your attention. Absolutely. And then what we might have needed as, as, as children, as mm-hmm. youth, is, is dramatically different you know, uh, from what our youth need today. And then especially now in time of covid when we think about this term of isolation, I mean, I know adults, myself included, that struggle with being isolated. Imagine a young mind who is not used to that. Our, our kids, you know, in a different way are very social, you know, and, and, and to put them now in a situation where they have to be isolated. Yeah. We have to take that into consideration as well. So we, we, we move with them. We don't expect our youth to move with us. We go to them, and that's, that's a, a great philosophy that I, I learned in, in college. Go to them, not them to you. And that's I think right. that's, that's, that's always key for uh, communication with co- our community leaders and the community. The time is now 8.30 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are proud to be joined by Mr. Simon Rodriguez, Jr. of City of Aurora's Youth Services. Um, I think it was May 31st was the uh, rioting and all the hubbub in Aurora. I think mm-hmm. that's the date. Where were you? Um, you know, um, I was, I think I was with my wife. We were just, um, we're at home. I mean, I think we're, uh, a lot of this time during uh, COVID, we were being very careful. We we're staying pretty much at home and working on house projects, things mm-hmm. like that. And then I remember there was a, uh, there was a protest scheduled to be in front of uh, the police department, right. and uh, we, we we couldn't make it. We had, had like a health scare, and we had we did get tested for COVID. Thank God it was negative, but we just wanted to be safe. Um, we wanted to be there, and and you know that that was a, a beautiful display of, of of passion and and people just coming together um, to 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 you know using their First Amendment God given right to right. protest. And you know we we can't focus enough on the fact that it was a, a very peaceful, um, very passionate protest. And I remember I was just watching it all along on, on Facebook. And then, um, you know, obviously as the, the day went on and then I think in the evening is when things started happening. And, you know, it's just um, social media can be great. You know, it's a wealth of, of information, also a wealth of misinformation. And, and, and I say that because, um, you know, uh, Anyone can post. This is what's happening. This is what's happening, and then it, it, it's not happening. It's it's uh, you know it's it's altered. Or it's the the narrative can be false. And or it was four uh, hours ago. You know, yeah. Or it happened. You know, or just so and so was hurt, and you know you're, oh, I know that person. I don't make sure they're okay, and they're they're fine. So, um, in, in the midst of chaos mm-hmm. comes misinformation at times. But, um, you know, it, it, a lot of I think a lot of people are are super torn, because. First of all, the, the protests, people that are protesting were overwhelmingly peaceful. And, and I think rightfully so. We needed to support them if we couldn't be there. 
uh, because of what's going on. But then, you know, you look at what what happened with the damages to um, to our, our I say our because it's part of our community. You know, businesses mm-hmm. here and, and places that were that were um, you know vandalized or, or looted or places that potentially could have. You know, these are people that I know personally. Yeah, our store uh, got my, vandalized. My, yeah, my um, my my sister's uh, godmother. Who we, I've known her and her family my entire life, um, you know, um, they have a store downtown on Broadway. You know, I, I was thinking about them. I was thinking about, you know, good, hardworking people that have been in Aurora, that are invested in Aurora. That, um, you know, it, that's unfortunate. Um, and 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 sometimes it takes away from the overall message. And and, and it's such a t- t- touchy subject because. Um, at the same time, who are we to tell people how to protest? It, it's it's a it's a you know it's a it's such a hard thing to talk about. It really right. is, um, especially for us who who love our city and we love our community and we love you know the the people that have given so much to the community by opening businesses downtown. Um, so I was um, you know part of the efforts to help clean up and even though you know just yes. like staying away from people as much as possible, at least trying to lend a hand as, as mm-hmm. much as I could at the time. Yeah, you were out there, man. Uh, you, but you. a lot of people were. And, and you know, yeah. we got to give praise to, to and recognition to them for stepping up, you know, right away in the morning. I mean, I think after, like, even in the middle of the night, people were already trying to help out and clean up. Yeah, it was early because I know it was originally scheduled, I think, for, like, 9 or something. But then it w- I think the city went live at maybe, yeah. like, 6 a.m. Yeah. And there were still people, you know, to start yeah. cleaning up and Absolutely. doing a lot of work out there. Absolutely. So... Um, man, it's, you know, for us, especially those that, that, again, support protesting what's going on and, and are, are just disgusted by the, the innocent, unarmed lives that we're losing to those that are sworn to protect us is, it, it, is tough. And, and we have to, you know, and, and, and this whole, you know, when you call it out, oh, you must be anti-police, you must be. Why can't we have an honest intellectual conversation to say, yes, I know some amazing police officers, some people that are great, and they're doing some great work, community work out there. They are not defined by the actions of these few. But if, if I was in any profession and people that were in the same profession as me were doing these atrocities, I will stand up and say something. Um, and, and, you know, how do we do that? How do we engage that? Because this is a bigger issue, I think. It's the system. The system is, I don't even want to say broken, because in many respects, historically speaking, it was made the system like that. was it's not, made, yeah, it's, it's not working broken. the yeah. way it should. Yeah, it's right? the, probably the best well-oiled machine out there. It's right. like a brand new car. Absolutely. Um, now, I have a question. Oh, Ruffle the papers for effect on the <laughs> mic for those who are listening, like, oh, shit. Uh, education has, for a long time, <clears throat> had funding issues. Yes. And we'll speak specifically at this moment of the east side. We'll take District 131 as opposed to District 204 or 203 or some of the others, or 308. What could you do with $88,000? Oh, and I think I know you think I think you know where I'm going with this, <laughs> which is why I because this is going to be brought up in another interview that we're working on. Uh, right, Good right. Where I was working on, but I want to pose that specific number to you. I think um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know. I want to ask you. It's interesting because you're you're you know, I'm going back when I think of education and and my time 
in the classroom. And I still think I'm an educator. I think there's there's so many ways, different facets. But God bless our educators. Um, I, I think you know people do not understand how much teachers sacrifice willingly because they love their kids and they're their kids you know you see these kids sometimes more than you know we have a lot of families whose parents work a lot so there's times where i would see my students more than their parents would throughout the week because their parents are working so much so there's such a huge emotional attachment and teachers that are spending money out of their pockets i mean arlene hawks who you guys had before Mm -hmm. one of my I'm going to go ahead and say it, my favorite teacher of all time. I had her as my drama director and someone who impacted my life so much. And the things that that woman has done and still continues to do to to be so selfless for other people, for her students still, even though mm-hmm. she's still an educator in her role at SciTech and whatever she does in the community. And, and so going back to your question, any kind of funding, I mean, we know education is lacking in funding. And even other schools outside of, you know, District 131, um, um, we can always do better with funds. Sure. Uh, or re, you know, uh, no one wants to hear, I think, um, hey, we're going to raise your taxes, especially people on fixed incomes, uh, lower incomes. You know, hearing that is like, it's tough, you know. And then, um, you know, uh, me personally, I'm, raise my taxes. Raise my taxes if it goes to our kids, to our community. To those that need it, that are less fortunate. Unfortunately, we live in a nation that I think most people don't think that way. It is me, 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 not us. And being a community-minded person, any and all funds that are used for education are great. I mean, we we know that that we can still use more funds for for supplies, for for you know, for classroom uh, upkeep, for uh, for hiring more staff, um, you know, for teachers that have. 30 plus students in a room now. I don't know anyone listening out there that has children and has been teaching their kids that, you know, the parents have been teachers in the home and you have two or three kids and you're trying to, you're almost pulling your hair out. Imagine 10 times that many right. every day. All day. All day. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, people, we signed up for us. Yes. And we love that. But try to understand the, the, the scope of, of what teachers do and how we, we need to, we need to put more skin in the game. And I think where things change is, is the mentality. People need to hear or, or feel or agree that education is a priority. Ed- funding education, funding youth, funding our community is literally an investment mm-hmm. for the future of the city and, and any city any uh, throughout the country. So... I want to, that's, uh, no, I, I, I completely agree with that statement. Um, why do you think, maybe just asking you to speculate, why do you think there's been such a disparity between funding in certain districts and funding, and funding in other districts? Right. I mean, and again, this is nationwide. If you look at, the, most people don't know that uh, education is funded through predominantly um, and if someone's listening and wants to kind of expand on that, but from my understanding, education or districts are funded by property taxes, mostly right. property taxes, right? Um, so if you live in a district, your property taxes that you pay twice a year or however it works, um, most of it goes towards the school district. So if you live, if you have a, a school district where the housing, you know, and property taxes are based on the value of your home, 
Right. So if you live in, in a district where most houses are, you know, they're capped off at a certain value. They're not as, you know, they're not as va- um, valued as um, as other do school districts where the houses are, you know, more expensive. The taxes are more. Right. So when you start to see neighborhoods where, you know, the, the houses are, you know, half a million dollars or more. White Eagle. You know, yeah. Right. Then you are seeing those property taxes are way higher. I got a friend that lives in White Eagle, though, so shout out because, you know, the, yeah. pool, the pool parties are awesome. Right? You know, <laughs> yeah, right? That wasn't a diss. <laughs> no, no, no. And it, it's just, it's a, it's a fact. And yeah. I think, it, you know, it's, 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 it's not a political fact. It, it's just, it's a fact. That's true. But then when you're in a neighborhood, let's say, where the houses are average, you know, under 200000 Right. You know, the property taxes are lower, which means less money going towards school. A lot of people would argue that funding is, that funding you know, equation or formula is not equitable because at the end of the day, if you live in a quote unquote richer neighborhood, your schools are going to be way more funded than if you live in a neighborhood that is not, the houses aren't as valuable in, in price or in value. And, and to tell someone, oh, because you live in a house, you make less money, your schools are not going to be as well funded as over there in houses that if you could afford, you probably would move there. Um, and, and it's no secret that when people look at, at when they're buying a house, if they have children or they want to have children, they're looking at the quality of the schools. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think every time I would see a sign that says, you know, move here, excellent schools or, you know, top rated schools. And then they, you know, they look it up. Oh, great. And who doesn't want their kids to go to a great school? Right. I envision, you know, and, and other countries, especially if you look at like Finland, they've been able to master every s- school public school is phenomenal because um if i'm not mistaken they're they're funded a lot also through federally which we are as well but most of the funding comes locally right um and that's the other part of it is how are we funding schools from a federal perspective and we know especially right now that schools funding always gets cut um and then we have people who have political agendas you know or they want to privatize or they want you know or their uh, brothers work for blackwater yeah, right. So and it's the the day that we um make businesses out of education, out of healthcare, you know, when we quote unquote privatize or 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 make them businesses, that is the day where most of us uh that's when that's how you create inequality in a sense. So go back to your original uh uh kind of question. The bigger picture is that we are we live in a country where everything's up for sale. And again, not to get too political or hate on the economic system, but if we can agree that, yes, business is good, people want to open businesses, sell their products, sell their services, great. They're going to make a living. That's awesome. But can we identify certain aspects of life in this country that we say, you know what, this should be publicly funded and, and, and well-funded? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to make a buck. The uh, Prison systems, another example. Why are we privatizing and making money out of people being locked up, out of the schools, right. out of people trying to, to live healthy lives? And that's a whole other conversation, but you know what I mean? It's Well, you're already it coming connects. on for a part two. We already <laughs> see that. <laughs> it, it, all, it all connects. It does. Very well said. We talked about this a little yesterday with John over at All Spoked Up about yeah. some of the changes that he'd like to see or maybe modeling, you know, mm-hmm. some other 
cities and doing it our way. What changes do you think we need to make either downtown or throughout the city? Um, you know, I'm liking the, uh, as a millennial, it's always nice to, obviously before COVID, you know, a lot of people were like, man, hey, tell, tell them to put a rooftop bar. Like, you know, it's so big right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just for... Seems vain now, though, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know about <laughs> now, right? But, but um, people are, a lot of young, what I've noticed, there's a lot of young people that, that kind of go off and do their thing. They go to college and then they come back. Or they, they have that connection to Aurora because they love it. They grew up here. So, you know, people want a successful, beautiful, vibrant downtown but also aurora in general mm-hmm. um you know um me personally like now going back to like my education and what i do i would love to see more more facilities or community centers you know that are open to the public free you know just uh, i remember taking advantage of that when fred rogers school was the you know youth service community center i lived down the street after school i could just walk there you know and and, and get homework help you know and and, and play basketball or soccer and uh, we can't underestimate that old school kind of let the kids show up and then we just, you know, we help them be, you know, let them be active, help them with homework. Um, and there's a lot of great resources now, but we also have to understand that there are also a lot of our families that, that, that probably can't afford either paying for these programs or they don't have the transportation. And so, so you know, I'd like to see maybe, you know, uh, working with other organizations that or churches mm-hmm. that have, you know, facilities that we could potentially open up, you know, community centers after school uh, where their neighborhood. So kids can just walk there or get dropped off. And um, so that's something I'd like to see. Um, I, I really just like to see more more focus on um, making sure that we're serving, you know, our, our community, the least of these, our, our youth especially. So, um, uh, yeah, but personally speaking, just I, I, I love – you know, obviously before COVID, uh, places that you can go out to. Uh, my wife and I were at least once a week going out to like downtown Aurora or to the Roundhouse or just the places in Aurora. It's really cool because there was always the stigma growing up. You know, when I was when I turned 21, hey, let's go to Naperville, let's go somewhere outside of Aurora, and I'm like, no, I, you know, and then just with McCarty Mills and all this, you know. People like us, we appreciate, you know, uh, I've seen craft you there beer. Like, I've and, seen you there like <laughs> yeah. two or three times. I, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, and it's 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 people from Aurora, you know, or from the area, and just it's that's opening a business. I imagine is a huge risk. You know, I've never been around business or owned a business, but my hats off to people that take that risk, not knowing, you know, the the market it could be great, but then. People open right before COVID, and then it happened. And it's just right. like, you know, God bless them that they they have that that, that spirit to, to to believe in in our downtown or in Aurora in general. That's that's amazing. Um, how happy are you with what you see taking place? So you you keep up also with the the city of Aurora city council meetings and things like that. Yeah, when I can, yes. Um, how happy are you? with the response that the city has or mm-hmm. has had um, to issues? Um, I, I think a lot of the times it's, um, I think overall good, honestly. And I think, um, you know, I, I have regular conversations with a lot of our uh, aldermen. And I think that's the important thing is having the communication. Right. Um, we know there's things that, that always needs to improve or, or, or fix. But um, I always encourage people to, to reach out to others personally you know um or or you know if if you have time to do the public comment section but don't let that just be the only time 
you know, reach out to them through email or, or, or you know, if you see them, you know, in public, socially distanced, of course. Um, <laughs> but but I even before I, I, I started with my current position as an educator or as a community member, I, I want to make sure, like, I have a good relationship with my alderman. Like, you know, people listening, do you know who your alderman is? Do you have communication with them? Um, I think that's important. It's it's um, just like, um, you know, my good friend Barbara Hernandez. You know, it's 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 having that that reciprocal relationship. Right. Where yes, they come to you, but you can also go to them. Right. Um, and and so that's that's where what I see, you know. And obviously, everyone has a different opinion or a different approach, but but I do think that having communication is super super key. Um, and I always, you know, I six three zero two five six three three four zero two is my direct line. I want people to call me. I want people to email me s rodriguez at aurora dash il dot org. Or, or through Facebook, you know, and I'll get, uh, get in touch with you. I want people to f- feel comfortable to communicate to me, to tell me what, what, what you need, how I can serve you. That's what I'm here. We are servants. Anyone that works for government, that works for, for um, you know, where our tax dollars are paying for, for all these services, we're here to serve you. Public, Public servants. servants. Public servant, right? Ooh, when I was in the right on time. Yeah, there you go. You know, being in the military, you are here. I didn't spill it. <laughs> didn't spill anything on the couch. Yeah. No, there was not a spill on the couch. Um, uh, military, we serve the people yep. to protect them. They, you know, they don't serve us. Exactly. That is such a great key mentality to keep with you, to keep you grounded. Um, and I think that's important for, for me in my position or, or anyone in any city, state, federal government. I was seeing you before I knew you were a veteran, and that's one of the things. Before like actually like a talking lot of people. to you, before yeah, like actually talking yeah. to you and meeting you, like I was seeing you at like so many. I'm like, yo, this dude is motivated. Like he is in the <laughs> like he's in the mix. Like, and I really like. And then when I met you and found out that you're an army veteran, that's when I was like, okay, that's what like he he knows he's right. got it. It's ingrained in him, or it's excuse me, it's ingrained in him right, to right. serve people. Yes, I, and I, I think even before then. I always, uh, you know, in, in elementary school, my teacher would always be like, first of all, I talk way too much. I'm a, an extreme extrovert. So, uh, but they said, you always want to uh, uh, do things for other people. You know, and I always, I think that keeps me humble and grounded. And I always, you know, um, when I pray, my prayer is to, to keep me focused on serving others. To not lose, excuse me, to not lose sight of the good work that myself and others do in the community to not make it about me or to have a, a personal agenda. Cause that's right. where I think good people kind of veer off. We always talk about like, like politics, you know, politicians, they're like, once you become politician, you become, you know, corrupt and something like, I think what happens is a lot of people go into it with such a, a passion and a big heart. And there's obviously others that go in for themselves, but somewhere along the lines, we as humans lose sight. And I did that happened with me when I was an educator. And then you have to come back. You know, you have to come back down to earth. Um, and, and, and so, but I, yeah, being in the military definitely humbled me. It, yeah. it, it has to. Yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. humbled quick. Yeah. So whatever don't have you, a big ego. Yeah, whatever you thought you were, yeah, yeah. you get, yeah, you get oh, reprogrammed. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. But in a good yeah. way. Um, and that brings me to a question that I, I really wanted to ask you. Um, you know, and be your, yourself being an alumni of East Aurora High School, mm-hmm. uh, there is at the moment in the country a concerted, dedicated push mm-hmm. to remove uh, ROTC um, and uh, you know uh, programs okay. from high schools. Uh, East Aurora High School has, I think, 
the second largest NJROTC? I think it's the largest. Is it the largest? Yeah, in, in, I believe so. Okay. Yes, I believe so. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah. and You're aware of the narrative that's Absolutely. behind it. The military is taking our uh, young students of color and right. removing well, these talents and reprogramming them, them to do bad things. Yeah, we, let, let's have an honest conversation about what's been going on at Fort Hood. Sure. Let's be specific. Yeah. I believe five or six, and I think most of them are Latino. All of them. Uh, or, I, excuse I, me, they're uh, one of the young, jeez, uh, one was Filipino last right. month. Yeah. Okay. People that dedicated their lives to serve our country. I think we live in a predominantly patriotic country that supports our troops, supports our military, mm-hmm. you know, and um, why aren't we focusing more on this issue people that literally dedicate their lives to serve are are we're starting to see that they're they're complaining about harassment nothing's being done and then we're fine it's a similar story this is not a conspiracy now this is something's going on and the fact that nothing is being done they're complaining about harassment and they're winding up dead it worries that worries me as someone who's in the military And, and someone asked me the other day if if you're, you know, if you had children and they told you that want to enlist military, I'd have extreme doubts and probably not veer them that way because if I can't, if they can't guarantee safety of, of anyone, even if they're Latino, African-American, uh, Caucasian, if you can't guarantee safety on a military base, which if you ever go on a military base, I mean, to get through there, it's, you know... It, this it, is why I asked that question place. of you. Yes, yeah. this is why I asked that so, question, because you know, you know damn oh, well. Oh, man. I mean, it's, it's a fortress. They're called Fort whatever, right? And they should change some of the names from the Confederate. That's a different story. Right, that's what <laughs> uh, right. But, but um, that boggles my mind, and it fills me with so much anger. Um, and, and so we need to take a hard look at recruiting methods that it's no secret that typically recruiters go to predominant you know people uh you know neighborhoods of color neighborhoods of color in schools absolutely um to my knowledge i could be wrong um i don't know if they have these at you know schools that are way more funded that we quote-unquote rich schools however you want to well they they so on ogden avenue over there by i think uh, Right by Ogden, excuse me. Yeah, it's Ogden Avenue and Washington. Mm-hmm. So that's North Central High School, Naperville North. One of the two. Okay. There's a recruiter right across the street. Right. Right. So, and I mean, you know, when you have um, yeah. when you have like college career fairs, there's typically recruiters there. But sure. To have them, I think like when you have them housed in the school. Right. It's another thing, and I think really, the community needs input. You know, if, if the community is overwhelmingly supportive of it, uh, but but sometimes, and I think that's where we really need to get parents and the community involved. Do they know about this? You know, are, are, is our community educated on, on what's going on in the schools? That question was the first question that I wrote last night when okay. preparing questions to ask you. Because, like, like I said when we started off in the pre-conversation, like, you know that life. Mm-hmm. And you know your experience as being a young person of color. Right. And you know how 
implausible it is that these individuals, who are all people of color, mm -hmm. can't be found on a military installation. Yeah. They've all reported sexual harassment mm -hmm. and subsequently are found dead. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, I saw, I saw this quote. I didn't come up with this quote, but it said if uh, this is going back to Vanessa Guillen. Yeah. It said that uh, if Vanessa Guillen was a rifle, nobody would have went anywhere until it was found. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. When I remember uh, when we were at, I was at Fort Benning, you know, doing my uh, OSET training mm -hmm. um, and basic training. And, you know, they would count. They would literally, when you came, came back to your, your, you know, your, your, your bay, they would check everything to make sure. Cause sometimes rounds, the you know, they come off and they go inside and they burn yeah. and they're, you know, but, oh, God, if a, if a, if a weapon was missing, they shut the base down. I mean, these bases are the size of, of big cities. They shut it all down. And, and man, that is such a powerful statement. When I was in the Navy, uh, like, a magazine for an M14 was misplaced for, like, three hours. Let me tell you something. Besides human beings breathing, wasn't shit happening on mm -hmm. that base yeah. until that magazine Absolutely. was found. Right. It yeah. was just, in, you know, so. So that's why, again, boggles my mind. It fills me with so much anger that this is happening and, and and beyond what has happened at Fort Hood we know that sexual harassment is a huge issue in the military yes it is and not just with with female absolutely I, I think it's probably more uh, predominant predominantly with with our, our female uh, you know enlisted uh, soldiers you know but yes. but also with with men getting harassed yep. you know and and we have to be a society that accepts that men do get sexually harassed as well so our, our people that put their lives on the line for a nation should never have to go through that. And that should, there needs to be a complete overhaul investigation. You know, there does, and that's a conversation that needs to consistently and continually be had. Because, Absolutely. like, uh, you know, being in the military, you know as well as I do, that slurs, oh, yeah. crude jokes that nobody asked for, mm -hmm. colorful ways to explain women and men and genitalia i mean that is the type of i mean that's just baked into the cake of that culture mm -hmm. um dang the time is now 8 58 a.m and you're listening Man, to the second largest city <laughs> that went fast went too fast well that well there's a part two coming already i mean this is man the just time gosh flies right oh all right the show ends on a positive <laughs> yes <laughs> um well, first of all, before we get to the, the show ending, um, I want you to let people know what you have going on and what's upcoming yes. with your activities. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we have a survey um, till Monday. Uh, we just want to, again, get feedback, collect that feedback to move forward with what we want to do uh, with our services, programs, events. So, through our Facebook page, uh, City of Aurora Youth Services. Or uh, if you go to the uh, City of Aurora website under services, uh, go to Youth and Senior Services, and uh, the survey is there. Um, we have um, our summer activity kits are really popular. We are going to do that for the fall. We'll get information out as soon as we have the, the dates and the locations where we'll partner with our school districts to, to hand those out as well, um, as well as a virtual resource fair um, that is in the works, and then other things. So as we kind of look at what we have left for the year we'll, we'll announce it and and i do want to correct something you said you said we want to end on a positive note i think honestly we've been very positive with, with the fact that we can look at situations and say hey these need 
help. We need to change that. That's a positive. People always think that's like a criticism or negative. It's not. It's looking at situations and saying, hey, we can improve this. Be actionable. Absolutely. When I spoke to my former students at East, you know, I would approach it very positively and say, hey, you didn't do too well on this assignment, this test, but here's how we can do better. Here's what I can do to help you. And that leaves that student with, uh, with, 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 with hope that, that things are going to get better. And I hope our listeners that are listening, it's like, it's not criticism. It's not negativity. It is let's move forward in a positive manner and work together to impact our youth and our community and, and go in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading some of these comments on, on the Facebook live feed. Mm-hmm. And it was Tracy Duran who says, uh, you can feel Simon's love and enthusiasm for everything that he's talking about. Such a great attitude, attitude towards everything, too. Oh, that's, and I thank think, you. That's very <laughs> that's beautiful to say. That's very actionable. Again, I think if everybody went into their job, their day, with that enthusiasm and support and the willingness to change things, absolutely, it would make such a difference. Absolutely. I, I, I have not worked since 2014. Meaning when I started as an educator for District 131 till this point with the city, this is not work. This is my life's passion. I just so happen to get paid. You know, and that's that's the that's the key. If people listening, do what you love and get paid to do it. You'll never work another day in your life. And that's how I honestly feel. And I really appreciate those kind words from so Tracy. That was Tracy. Tracy. Wait, wait, wait you read the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. Thank you guys. I really but appreciate that. But that again, it was just an, an actionable thing that everyone can take with them to be positive and to make absolutely. a difference absolutely absolutely the time is now 902 a.m Ooh, we went you, over Ooh, <laughs> it was worth it <laughs> you have been listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast uh and a friend of mine asked me the other day uh, or we got a um a message on facebook so i just wanted to reiterate for the folks uh good morning aurora is here to serve our underserved communities our lgbtq members veterans seniors members of the undocumented uh, community as well please give us a subscribe and a like on youtube like and subscribe to our page on facebook to stay up with what we're doing we've got much more to come we thank simon for coming on to the show today thank and talking to us thank you, thank you for and, what you're doing and uh we want everybody to have a safe positive and blessed and very motivated thursday we'll see you back here tomorrow morning with sarah summer awesome wonderful aurora artist Stay tuned. All right. See you guys Thank tomorrow. Thank you guys. God bless everyone. Peace.